This is Behind the Counter. Behind the Counter. With the Food Zone. Here's Heidi. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter with the Food Czar, which is me, Heidi Blum. I am delighted to be sitting with this gentleman across the table from me because I eat his salad every day. I am going to introduce the man in Livingston, Anthony Mara Jr. Hello, hello. Hi, Anthony. I'm so happy to like be sitting with you because, like I said, when we were talking about doing this interview, I said, you know me, I know you, but we really don't know each other. Right. Right? So it's, I'm, I'm excited to hear about you and your journey. Yes. So thank you for doing this, first of all. Like, I, she, she came in here. She's all set up. She has all this equipment. I'm very and, uh, It's not as the kids yeah, like to say. Yeah, this doesn't seem like it's cheap. So, <laughs> um, And again, you're doing this out of the kindness of your heart, so it's really... Cool. Thank you. Yeah. So let's dig in a little bit. Yes. So Anthony Mara Jr., how did you get into the restaurant business? I'm assuming, I mean, I'm assuming it's from your family, but I'd love to know how you made it to where you are today. So both of my parents actually are were in the business, and uh, my father still is, but uh, people locally know Mara's, Mara's and Roseland, um, then that's where my dad, my dad originally came, he started in West Orange, but even going further back when I was in kindergarten, um, we had a place in Belleville, which was called Buccino's, and that was originally my great-grandfather, then it went to my grandfather, then it went to my mother and father. And that's how it all started. That's how my father actually ended up really getting in the business. And I was always hanging out there as a kid. And then little by little, every, you know, things changed. The neighborhoods changed. And um, my father ended up moving and opening up a place called Mara's in West Orange, down out the corner, like Eagle Rock, Main Street area. I feel like I remember yeah, that. Yeah, Is and, it possible? And, and it's funny because at, at one point, too, he also went partners with his stretches down there. So that's how this whole thing kind of actually, he has a great relationship with Peter, who used to own stretches. Sure. Um, so that's kind of how we all intertwined and everything happened. So do you have the secret uh, chicken Savoy recipe oh, you know in I your back that. pocket? You know yeah, I, I do. I saw you at the Belmont Tavern, so I know. Um, so growing up, I'm assuming there was a lot of cooking in your house? Yes. Yeah. So I would, both of my parents cooked a lot. I mean, my father still does. He still likes just... It's so easy just to come here and get food or go there and get food, but he likes to cook. You know, one of us will have it at our house. And um, So did you start cooking when you were a kid, or did yeah, you just... Yeah, you know, a uh, little bit here and there, and actually, um, my so my father, going back to... In Roseland, he had the deli forever, uh, going back... He's probably there now, if I had to guess, 30, 30 years. But there, he had the restaurant, too, for a long time, the, the little restaurant there. And that was kind of right when I got out of high school. The one that's still there now? No. So the restaurant's not, not there, but he has his deli. And then now what he does now, um, he has, at nighttime, he turns it into, like, a little restaurant, too. So we still doing all that. But he had a, a full-blown, there was a restaurant, and then next door was a deli for, for a while. And that was when I was in high school, getting out of high school. And I started, I started there as a busboy, waiter, and it's funny because a lot of the, the people I know now from Livingston, they would all come there, and I was like, I was their busboy, I was their waiter, and it's funny that how things happen, and now I, I see them daily, and 
it's just it's cool it's it is it is so and it helps you really understand the business from the bottom up really i mean so you know all the staff you hire you know exactly what you need and, yeah, and what that time, job entails at the time i was a little mad at my dad because i was i was a it's a funny my so my, my best friend was the waiter i was the bus boy <laughs> so, anybody told you're me you're like but, i'm his son and yeah, i'm like cleaning up he your was crap. he was right you know he he had the experience I, this is the first time i was ever working in a restaurant like really like in the front so it's just how it went and i'm kind of glad he did it that way because i i I can relate to everyone now and everyone's positions and it makes it makes it a lot easier when you're i was going to say looking back now aren't you glad you started as a bus yeah yeah Yeah, it was it was the right choice so when did like the light go off in your head that you said i want to go off i want to do my own thing how did that happen I always knew that's what that's that's where I was gonna go, but I always thought it was gonna be opening up like an Italian deli. I really never wanted a restaurant. I never really dreamed of owning a restaurant. Um, but then, just life and the way things worked out. The first major thing I did in this area was Mara's restaurant. It, you know, with a pizzeria restaurant, and it was a full blown restaurant. Um, we had like 90 seats. It it wasn't really what I thought I was gonna end up doing, and I didn't really. I don't think I knew how. Restaurants are difficult. They're very difficult, and they're and there's a lot, a lot of moving parts in them. So let's just discuss this for a second. So you didn't just take over, like Mara's restaurant and make Mara's restaurant. You took over Stretches, right? Which was for a very long time. I don't know how many years. An, an institution, institution here, yeah, right? I mean, for a lot of us, we all knew the Belmont Tavern, grew mm-hmm. up going to the Belmont Tavern. Stretches came and gave us the Belmont Tavern in Livingston, and it was packed and it was awesome and all that. So whatever went in there had to sort of step in those shoes a little bit. So Maris did that. So well, so it's funny. So this is exactly what happened. When, once we just, we realized we were going to do this, and at the time it was me and my father, we were going to do it together. Um, I had no intentions, and I don't think my father did either, of actually keeping things on the menu like the Savoy and uh, another one's like the, the Hachi Well, the, yeah, well, that was kind of a little different than, than the way they did it, but their their main dishes at the time that, that people really were looking for was the Gavadil Pachis, the Chicken Savoy, uh, the Veal Marvin, which is uh, a local thing here from, you know, Marvin. What's Veal Marvin? So Veal Marvin's breaded veal cutlets, melted mozzarella, uh, a little fresh tomato, mushroom, and a lemon wine sauce. And that dish was created for, do you know Marvin from uh, the pharmacy? Over yes, the, of course. Yeah, so that's, that's Marvin created that I dish. think you need to bring that he back. He invented that dish. So we had no, I, I really want to go in with kind of my vision and a menu that that I kind of want to just get a little creative with. Um, and that was the plan. But, you know, we're renovating here for like six, seven months. People are coming in out. What do you do? You better have the Savoy. You better have And they kept saying it and kept saying it. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe we need to, get, like, keep this on the menu. <laughs> keep this on the menu because, uh, you know, it seems like it's already a good start. You know, we started doing our own thing with the hatitatsi, with the pizzas, try to make it our own as well to give you kind of the best of both. The hatitatsi shrimp is amazing. Yeah, thanks. Just, just saying that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And um, so that's how that went. And that was going good. That, that was, you know, we were open for close to nine years. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that was never really my dream of what I wanted to do. And I opened the restaurant that same month. I had my, my first, my daughter, Valentina. She's nine now. Um, and it was, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult business. And it, it's not for everyone. It, it, I don't know. I, 
it's not a really great family life, you know, if, if that makes sense to you. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think uh, getting to know all the restaurant owners and seeing, just sitting and talking and seeing what goes on during, I mean, we're sitting here during lunch hour, so there's people around, but seeing how hard it is that you have to be here to prep, you have to be here for the deliveries, you have to be here to make sure everything is lined up for the rush of people. I mean, it's a big, it's a big undertaking. Yeah, like, it's snowing outside right now as we do this, so, like, people that have a restaurant, it could be a Saturday night, and you get snow, and... Everyone cancels. You're, 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 it kills, you know, it really, it really, it could back you up, it could, it could mess you up that way, um, whereas... From where I sit. Yeah. Your, your, uh, Mara's was a success. Yeah. Especially for your first under, I mean, that to me was a success. Yeah, I, it, it, it was it, busy. It, it was without that, I wouldn't have been able to do really what I wanted to do as far as Tony Boys now and going that direction. It all started, got jump started from from the restaurant. So I have nothing but positive with that. It's just I had to make a decision like what's good for for my family, and um, that's kind of the reason why why we ended up making the switch. It, so so Tony Boys. Was that your dream? For, well, yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's where I saw myself. Like I saw myself in like a deli type place. So then with Tony Boys, I, I wanted to do more of like a, su- a sub shop, not so much Italian, but you know, with Italian things. But just try to make it a fun sub shop. My own vision, where I don't have to really. I'm not taking something that maybe my father or stretches. You know, it's it's, it's what I the, what I see. The menu is yours. Yes, yeah, you know, I, I listen. There was a lot of help with my father. There's a lot of things on his menu that. That, that we have like that are similar, and uh, but it's it's just a different. I, I went I geared it more towards children, towards kids. You know the, the I mean the, the kids are we have milkshakes like without the kids this would not even we wouldn't be sitting here. I still have the restaurant. <laughs> well, so okay, so Tony Boys opened when 2019, 2018. Tony Boys opened 2017. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, so, and then, so for anyone that doesn't know Livingston or, or what, so where the restaurant is, it's about 2,100 square feet, right? My landlord owns both places. Since I was renovating the restaurant, that place was always vacant, the little, the little unit, right? You didn't, I don't even think you knew that it was a I didn't know what was there before. Space, yeah. yeah, I didn't know what happened, what was there, but from everything everyone said, it was... Dry cleaners, maybe? I don't even know yeah, what well, was there. It's, yeah. it's connected to the dry cleaners. Supposedly there was some kind of soup place there. I'm, I'm not really... It was before There me. was a soup <laughs> yeah. place. Right. It, not long-lasting, right. by the way. Yeah. Uh, so um, he just kept telling me, why don't you do something there, do something there, do something there. I'll give you a good deal on the rent and everything. But finally I was like, all right, well, I, I wanted to do sandwiches. Let, let me see. Maybe I'll do something. So it started off, we were just... I was just doing sandwiches. I was open until 4 o'clock, so it wouldn't interfere with the restaurant. Closing at 4, opening here at 5. So you added more to your plate. No pun intended. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But it was fine because it, it, it wasn't going to interfere with either business. I thought it, it was a good fit. And I couldn't, I tried lunches at the restaurant. I couldn't get the lunches off. Uh, we, we tried different things for whatever reason. The lunch never really took off. So we thought it, it, w- it would work out well. And it ended up, it ended up, it was good business. But so when COVID happened, um, it was like kind of like a weird thing. So the restaurant was, was going down, obviously, right? The full service. And I think most, most people that struggled were the full service restaurants. But I was always looking to really get out of that restaurant business. And then when COVID came, 
it, it just seemed like the right time. It, it, that was kind of dipping the restaurant, and the, any, the, the sandwich shop really went crazy. I think it was because it was already established that it was a delivery place. It was established that it was takeout. There wasn't a million people sitting around, whatever it was. And I, I, I not just not just Tony Boys. I think you look in town too, like the pizzerias, like everyone that that was known to deliver seemed to really get a bump. And um, the full service places that, that really didn't take out, really didn't deliver, seemed to it, get hit the hardest. And it seemed like a lot of the restaurants, either from the beginning or shifted to like the family meals. Like I, I right. always say that, but yeah. that sort of, I mean, I think, did you offer the Maris? Yeah, yeah. we did, we did we the did, family and, meals, and, yeah. And I made a promise to people because they were, because listen, they were so supportive during that time. When I tell you, like we were busy for the, for the take on delivery when we did it at the restaurant. But it wasn't, I didn't like the the product because, like, so you, you've had my pizza. Yes. Right? Okay. I, I, we never delivered that pizza for a reason. It was a pizza you have to sit down and eat it. Okay. You, now, if you, so true. It, you, it did really, not, you did not deliver your and, pizza. Yeah. And yeah. listen, we would do takeout and people would take the pie home. And I, but at least when you're picking something up, you, you know what to expect, right? Yeah. So I just never wanted to deliver that product. I just didn't think it was a, a pizza that traveled well. And during COVID, it's like I kind of like was going against what I really wanted to do because like we had to deliver at that point and people were going to be. And then I stopped the pizzas and said, all right, we're going to do the family meals and the regular food and we're not going to do the pizzas because I didn't even want to do it like that. And then it was just like a pro, like little by little, we started taking things away from the actual restaurant. And then I just figured at that point, I needed more space with the, with the sandwich shop. The restaurant was happening to go through this big change. I really didn't want it, and you know, so it just felt like let's let's merge, let's do something together, and uh, I'll get more space where I need it with the sandwich shop. We still offer a takeout menu after four o'clock here for dinner. How does that do? It does. It's not. I can't even say it's anywhere near what the restaurant dinners were, um, but it's there, and and it, it and it offers like your uh, your top items. Top items. We we still Tati shrimps. shrimps there to Savoy, the meatballs. Uh, we do a bunch of different pastas. We're actually expanding our dinner menu now to do more of a Tony Boys type twist on things. Like we're going to bring in some Italian egg rolls. We're going like, to try to get a little more out of the box. Try to. Uh, I love that. Yeah, we're going to do some some stuff like that. Some fried ravioli. Uh, bring in some more pasta, fresh pastas. A uh, couple different sauces and just like do like a little spin on it. So it's not like. I just don't like want to be considered like just every other Italian food. You know, I, I like to just have a little difference with it. You know, so keep making it fresh. Keep making, yeah, keep, keep putting to, a keep, turn on something. Yeah, even yeah. even with the the Tony Boy's regular menu, like we, do, we every once in a while we we'll throw a new sandwich on. Now we brought the milkshakes, and every month we do a shake of the month. Yeah, how do the milkshakes do? The milkshakes are going better than than I, I, I would have thought at this time of year. We brought it in at the end of the summer last year, so we didn't really. We kind of brought them in. We're like, all right. Let's just get it going, and then by next summer or spring, hopefully they're really... But What's to be, the best topping? Because what is it? You have Fruity Pebbles. So I, first of all, I'm going to give a lot of credit to John. You know John? Yes, of okay. course. John's John, the best. I gave him complete... Is John like your? Is he like? What's his position? Manager. Uh, manager, but that's even to, to even it cheapens what he. I mean, he's he's more than that. But but yeah. I think like, even if you don't know John, you know John because he's like probably seven feet tall. Yeah, most most people think John's the owner. <laughs> he is. He's the he's, he's the face. Sorry, he's, Anthony. He, yeah, but he's great, and he. Um, 
I gave him complete creativity when it came to the milkshakes. Like we, we went over a basic menu, but now shake it a month, every month. Like he's back there. He's doing. It's like a, he's like a scientist in a lab. Like now he's coming out tomorrow. We'll, we're gonna do a French toast one, and he's back there making fresh tr- fresh toast croutons oh, and no grinding way. them up into the shit. Like it, and he 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 enjoys it, and he's really good at that. He's very creative, so. It's 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 fun. So milkshakes are his specialty. Yeah, I mean, amongst many others, but that's yeah. that's his. He's doing really well with that. So it's interesting. Your staff, a lot of the guys who are back here, worked for you at Maris. Am I correct? So I feel like they've been with you for a long time. And I, that they are the best. Like so it's one of the biggest things. So even with closing the restaurant, even during before the closing the restaurant, when we were through COVID, the the thing that I was happiest with, not, nobody got nobody lost an hour of their of their work. Everybody worked. So nobody actually lost a job here, um, even when we combined places, which is really, I'm proud of that more than anything. What, um, what's the most ordered sandwich? Drunk chicken and the Lancer. The Lancer, which I don't know if it's because it's named the Lancer, but the, the kids, so it's, it's uh, chicken cutlet, melted cheddar. Bacon and ranch. I think they order it because it's chicken cutlet. Yeah, maybe, but um, (laughs) melted cheddar, bacon, and ranch. Yeah, Yeah. that's their that's their favorite. I think. What's what's the uh, was it the Humpty Dumpty? Well, we have a Humpty and a Dumpty. Oh, that's what it is. I love that. The Humpty's uh, peppers and eggs, and then the Dumpty's pepperoni and eggs. And I'm assuming the salon salad is the favorite salad. That's just because that's my favorite salad. Add the pickles. We're not going to talk about any other salads today. Exactly, it's just the salon salad. Is there something that somebody orders that you're like, we can make that, we can make that? Is there a secret menu here? Where, where, well, there was. So again, with John, I had I put it only on the online order. I didn't put it anywhere up in the store. We had it, and it actually said like John's secret menu, and there was like two or three. Crazy, because he gets really, really crazy and creative. Sometimes we gotta like just sorry, John, let's just go. <laughs> it's crazy things, but um, a couple of them we put on, they were popular. What were they? Um, well, now they're on the regular menu. So, oh. so uh, they go from the secret. Well, they because yeah, they well, do so they, well. They, they go they, from the secret yeah, menu like to the board. It's like a little performance trial. So, yeah. Uh, what one was like? The, it's called. He called it the Angry Bird, and it it's basically like a drunk chicken. It's got the chicken colored the vodka, but he put shaved parm on it, provolone, pepperoni. Honey, <laughs> it's oh a, my God. Get it, but you know what? It it works. Like it, it's a crazy enough where it's different. Nobody else has that, right? And um, it tastes good, you know. So that that went on. Um, we did another one called the Marino, which is a cheesesteak where he he made like a uh, like a spicy coleslaw. Yeah. And he puts like we we take Lay's potato chips, crush them up, throw them in there. It's 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 a little different, but. Listen, they, they were working, so... Hold on. John, we're talking about you. John, yeah. If we, if we have more microphones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then do you, is the place in Madison still open? Madison's there. What's really cool about that was, so we opened up there, and uh, for people that are not familiar, we're, we opened up on Park Avenue, where kind of where Main Street ends, and it goes into Park Avenue, closer towards the Florham Park side of town. So it's not like walking distance to the downtown area, but we opened because we're a block away from FDU, Drew University, St. Elizabeth. St. Elizabeth. Uh, so there's three colleges right there. Then you have all the Summit Medical and all the campuses. So that's really what we, why we, I, I like that spot. Um, what we opened up January and then that March was COVID, and so all the colleges were out. So we didn't really know what to expect there. This is our first year where the schools are kind of back to normal and the businesses to the, you know, the, the offices are getting filled again. Um, 
so it's our first real year, and it's 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 going. Thankfully, it's it's looking like it's going to be a good spot there. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, family time, yeah, what do you do in your free time now that you just have the sandwich shop mm-hmm. and you well, wanted more family? <laughs> my wife, see, my wife was you know she she missed me a lot during the restaurant, but now it's like a little too much time. Where sometimes I'll be home, she's like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Don't eat to yeah, open. Don't so eat so she's to be lucky. There. She's like she has a realtor. She's working. She's trying to find me a restaurant somewhere now. <laughs> no, no, I'm just. Is that the way it always works? Yeah, it's no. But um, we just we like we like to travel when we can. I like to like to, I like to do, even if it's just for like a long weekend. We like to do things as a family. Um, my daughter's completely spoiled. She forgets what it's like when I was at the restaurant, and I would like sometimes not most of the time not be home for bedtime she doesn't she doesn't remember that so now it's like if I go out to dinner with my friends or if I'm going somewhere she's like you're gonna be here for bedtime like it's like this whole thing like my son's five so they're used to it and hopefully we could just keep it like that and um it's like I said they're happy with it and so uh what's the future for Tony Boys and Anthony Mara Jr. so um hopefully this is just the beginning you know um I'm working with a company now where we legally got everything franchised. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot more than I thought it was going to be as far as... To just, open up other Tony Boys? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're trying to get more open. I, I think we're going to be opening another one by next year, um, but we don't have everything signed yet, so it's just a little tricky. But most likely, we should have one one more at least for sure this, to coming up within the next year. And um, in the old Tony Boys space, meanwhile, I'm sure everybody's tired of driving by and just seeing a sign that, that says moved. Tony, Bo- Tony yeah, Boys sure. next door. Yeah. I tried to paint it. I tried to make it look a little nicer for everyone. But um, we are going to do a pop-up ice cream shop that's going to that's gonna open. We're shooting for April 1st. And for now, we're going to keep it open uh, for the summer. And then hopefully... It turns into so something that is this a uh, you heard it here first? This is it, yeah. You heard it here yeah, first, folks. Breaking. Yeah. <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. Yeah, what we wanted to, you know, and is there a name to it? We're gonna. Um, it's gonna be called Twisted because uh, we're gonna Twisted be doing, Boys instead of Tony Boys. Well, I was or? gonna do that, but I said, you know what? Let me just calm down with all these. It's just gonna be. Twi- it's gonna be just Twisted because. Um, so with that, I don't. I'm, I don't know a lot about the ice cream business at all. I'm learning, and I'm, I'm actually going to like an expo this weekend because I really want to educate myself before I get involved with this. But a couple that must th- be very hard to go to an ice cream expo. It's gonna be. Ch- yeah, oh, I feel I'm bad for it. you. Yeah. <laughs> but but so. Basically, I'm just going to kind of do this, like, what I like when I go to, what I don't, what I like and I don't like when I go to an ice cream parlor. So the biggest pet, like, I don't like going to an ice cream parlor, and then you, like, you know, like, you get sprinkles on something. Then as soon as you eat the top layer, there's no, there's no toppings left, right? I agree. So all of our toppings, whatever we have come up with, we're going to have the bottom first before we put any ice cream. Middle. Whether it's a cone or a cup. Yep. Middle. And then the top. Three layers of toppings. And and that should, that should just be... A law. That should be standard. It should be a law. Standard and, amongst yeah. ice cream Everybody cups. should be doing this. So we're going to, that I know I'm going to do. But outside of that, I really don't know. Funky toppings, probably? Funky, yeah. I'm going to try to get, again, we're going to try to get a little crazy like we are with the milkshakes and stuff. Try to be a little different. Um, and because it's such a small space and I can't do homemade ice cream, and I don't, I don't really want to sell it. It's not going to be like a homemade ice cream. We're going to do um, just like custom flavors of soft serve. And then, and then get crazy with it. So I know that much right now. Um, as far as what toppings and all that stuff and the actual menu, we're, it's still, after I get out of this expo, hopefully I have a little more to tell you because I'm learning. That's really, that's exciting. Yeah. So you have a lot going on. Yeah. Who knew a little a little sandwich shop it's can a, that's, well, lead to taking over the world? It's just funny because, like, everything just happens for a reason and 
with with the restaurant, I always wanted to make a change, but I didn't know. Without the restaurant, I wouldn't even have been in a position to even try something like this. So everything just goes hand in hand. It's, you know, I think uh, there's always a lesson in learning that um, things are just meant, they're going to happen the way they're going to happen. Yeah. And that sounds like that's what happened with you. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible. Well, I'm going to flip the script on you a little bit, though. Oh, because, go ahead. Flip it. Flip. This for a second. I mean, people don't really, not everybody knows what you're doing, why you're doing it. And I think the town, I mean, I know people around here know, but. Neely gave me this job of being the food czar. I never knew it would be that I'd be sitting here with microphones doing a podcast. I never knew that after my first video of Viva Guacamole, it would actually turn into something. And it's been such a gift for me. It's really, but I will say you, um, every time someone asks you, for help in the community with the fundraisers and stuff like that, you never say no. And I think it's, I think if I could say this, if I could say this, I think you really understand how important a community is, but you give back too. So it's, you know, it's, I I see that. Thank you. I mean, it it is a community. after, I mean, I knew this before before COVID, but during COVID, just to see how everyone is in this, I mean, it really, I've, I mean, people were just, people were calling, can, you know, here's my credit card. Can you send St. Barnabas nurses anonymously two sandwich platters? Can you send the police department a sandwich platter? Just, and they don't want recognition. And, and that's, that's really where the giving comes, like, that's what I really believe in your heart when you want to give something, when you don't want to tell people about it. And, and, um, it happened so much, and then with what they were doing on purpose was they were helping out a, a, a restaurant, and they were helping, and they, and they were doing it all, you know, all the time. Yeah, they're helping the restaurant by spending money here, and they're helping the frontline workers. I mean, right. it's and, Sa- and that's Sage exactly. with the, um, the when they when she did, uh, raised all the money from, from she was raising the money and giving it to the the restaurants to send food to St. Barnabas and all that. Remember? Oh yeah, it was just so many different people doing that, and. Well, I hope you're here for a very long time. Me too. <laughs> I have high expectations, but you should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anthony Mara Jr., thank you so much for sitting with me today. I feel like I learned a little bit about you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, thank you so much. Um, I'm a big fan. I know. I appreciate it. Uh, always. And, and I um, am too. I can't wait to... I'm going to skip this one, but I'll watch all the other ones. <laughs> We hate hearing our voices. No, but thank you. You should be very proud. And everyone, look out for Twisted. 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 April. April. April for Twisted. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. If you are hearing this message, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I'm truly grateful for you and this opportunity. The purpose of the Behind the Counter podcast is to bring food, people, and community together. I hope you'll return for more episodes and explore with me. I want to personally thank Fran Linnell of Design 68 for my amazing Behind the Counter podcast logo and Travis Lohenberg for my awesome Behind the Counter music and all the guests that take their time to sit and talk with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you hear your podcasts. If you'd like to support the Behind the Counter podcast, please subscribe share with your friends and family, and you can follow me on Instagram at Heidi Blum. If you have any feedback or stories that you want to share, you can email me at foodsrbtc at gmail.com.